Okay, let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, reject Rundown. Let's do, leave it at that. Get away from me. Okay. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. Me, okay, here we go. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, live from Reject Bell. No. It is the Reject Rundown. And I'm Director Jane. Uh, here today with me on the Reject Roundtable is SP3. <laughs> You've been drinking on it? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Come on, go, dude. No. Okay, so here with me today is SG3. What's going on, guys? It's me. It's me. It's SG3. Um, how y'all doing? I think director, Lisper, producer, whatever else he wants to call himself today, he, he's a little drunk, so forgive him for all the mistakes, but let me just pass it out to Tony the Kid. Yes. Go ahead, brother. Say hello. <laughs> yes, you guys. Me, Tony Kid. Thank you for joining us. Uh, it's the Reject Rundown, if you did not hear clearly and crisply uh, a little bit before. <laughs> Zach Attack's on, on the table with us. Zach Attack, say hi to the fans, of course. Hi, everybody. How's it going, guys? We got a good sports talk for you today. It should be uh, a lot of trash talking, guys. Be in tune. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so, uh, first and foremost, on the list today, you guys. Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. was this past Saturday, and le- by God, was that an awesome fight! I gotta say, my perspective, Great. I was happy to see Tyson back on the, on the freaking ring. I was happy to see he, him throwing the hooks, some jabs. He was moving, ducking, and dodging like he used to back in the days. He looked good. He looked good for his age. Um, I know for a fact, of course, for he got tired. Two years of ring rust. Ex- exactly. I mean. <laughs> Eight year was it eight rounds? Of course, you know I think that's yeah. a good setup. You can tell he was he trained well because he didn't look tired at all. He looked prepared at that throughout the rounds. You kind of noticed that he was he didn't want to end the round. He was still ready to keep going even after they hit the two minute buzzer. Well, I think even after the whole don't... fight, I think after the eight rounds, he was still he was like uh, so cool. he was he looked in good shape. I think Mike Tyson looked in great shape. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I, I don't know if you guys heard, but in the interview we had with uh, with Jim Gray, he himself even said, "I was training for three rounds, man, so I could have kept yeah. going." Yeah, see, right, right. he was like, "I was thinking a little bit more," but he even he himself said, "Though, Roy, you want to do this again, dude? Let's let's lay some up, man." Yeah. Because I feel like I didn't get a fair shake, you didn't get a fair shake. Let's do this one more time. Right. I would agree. I mean, I thought that was interesting how they. I think that was interesting how at the end of the fight, the interviews, they were like really willing to be like, "Yeah, dude, let's anytime." Name the place, name the date. Like, I thought that was really cool, man. Now, to me personally, if Mike Tyson's going to fight again, I would prefer a different opponent, but I wouldn't mind the rematch, I guess. Um, I just want to see Tyson go crazy, though, because, like I said, he looked in, I think he looked in better shape than uh, Roy Jones did. Personally. Oh, for fact. Actually, dude, here, here, here's the thing, though. So, Tyson himself said, I'm not here to get a knockout anymore. I'm not here to, to, to be what I was when I was in my 20s. I'm not here to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm here to see if I can go the distance myself. I'm here to see if I can go 12 rounds. I'm here to prove it to myself and to prove to everybody that I can. I got it. And I can still do it. That I had it back then. I still have it now. You know, and I feel like that's why he decided to go with the 12 ounce gloves because he knew, like, with all the padding, it wouldn't be like it would be a hard punch. Don't get me wrong. But it was going to take away some of that from his punch yeah and it showed i mean don't get me wrong mm-hmm. it did i mean it, you no, can tell like 
Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Georgia. Uh, see, is right. I mean, you could see the pain in Roy Jones Jr. when he got hit. Roy Jones said it even in the first round when he holds on to him. SG3 said it exactly the way Roy Jones said. He's going to bring them hands. I'm going to hold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he definitely was ducking. He definitely was ducking at some points. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I... The thing that amazed me about my... Yeah, go ahead, Tony. You could. I'll go ahead to you. No, you go ahead. You're starting off. What, what amazed you? The thing about Tyson, the thing that amazed me the most is the fact that he was able to dodge Roy Jones' punches. Yeah. And the dodging was exactly like how he did back in the days. It was the side. It was the side movement that that made him that made him Tyson. I guess that that whole that whole definition of what made Tyson was the whole body movement side to side, real quick, quick, quick back up, boom. Like I think that was the one thing that in the fight for sure he kind of missed was the the movement and then ended it off with the hook. He never really ended it the hook so much. He did the movement for sure. He started with the jab. The good thing was he used his jab very well, I thought. Um, connected mostly, in my opinion, a lot better than uh, Roy did. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, that, that was a very exciting part about it. Just seeing just seeing Tyson comfortable and Tyson like, I'm ready. I'm back in it. I'm going to do my thing now. Yeah, that was good. It was good. It was good to see him like that. Yeah, I think Roy Jones Jr. showed that dude... Yeah, you 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 uh you weren't prepared as well as Tyson was. I'm not gonna lie, yeah, Tony, he's looking uh he's looking a little aged, man. I'm not gonna lie, it looked like the years weren't too late. And and for him to be the one that stopped fighting recently. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And then he looked still out of shape. It was like, man, I don't know. Okay, yeah, whatever. I think that's what really frustrated me most about the fight was the fact that you could tell he wasn't he wasn't gassed up well. He was already done by the second or third round. And noticing throughout the fight, like, the, every time he went for a grapple, he knew that, one, they were going to take a while to un, untangle him up. And then, two, he would, I noticed he started pushing Tyson towards the ropes and then keep his hand out and hang on to the ropes and hold him against it. Like, come on, man. Like, you're just showing, you're just showing that like, you don't want none of the business. You're tired, uh, man. I, I hate to say it, but you're, Roy Jones and Mike Tyson, yeah, they're 15, 54. When you're taking them body shots, they're gonna shake you. Yeah, Man, you're hey, not gonna be in the best shape. You can hear the hits, Loki. Oh yes. Uh, so yes. that was actually something. I was actually, I was actually uh, watching the fight with director RJ. Mm-hmm. And when he was watching the fight, like in the interview, like you saw Roy kind of holding on to his body, doing like the cross arm, kind of holding mm-hmm. on to his body, like oh, let me breathe because this man hurt. Yeah. <laughs> He was connecting with the hook, and mainly, I didn't see it—the jab that was hitting the body. It was those hooks. He was hooking yeah. the hell out of those bodies. So, like wide hooks, man. It was like that sidestep hook. Yes, exactly. You know, you know the thing that cracked me up though. <laughs> the cracked me up was like at Tyson when he when they were doing the interview, they were asking Roy Jones all these questions about you should get it. How did you feel? Blah blah blah. Yes. Tyson's like, hey man, how come on give me a fair second care about me? I can go sit here asking me a care about my That's <laughs> right. No one's making sure that I'm okay. I haven't done this thing in fifteen years. <laughs> Y'all <laughs> about him but not about me. 
Yeah, I know that that was hilarious. I thought that was freaking hilarious. But I mean, it was true though. He 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 cannot lie. I mean, we were so focused on you know Roy Jones Jr. getting knocked the heck out, getting in danger, and all that type of stuff. We were like literally looking forward to Tyson, like him going after him. And we literally did not even focus on how like Tyson's concern or anything about him. But yet, for some odd reason, you know, he noticed that and he kind of sat out there in front of the media, and that was that was pretty crazy. That was funny. That was funny. Actually, I don't know if you guys heard, but he actually got blazed before the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's start coming reports about that. So I don't know, was that is that something that was in the regulations that's not allowed, or what was? What do you guys think about that one? I'm not too sure. Uh, first of all, loud. It's 2020, so <laughs> yes, man. Uh, it's, it's 2020. It's, 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 it's a green light, baby. What to do, especially for Mike Tyson. But well, uh, I think it's interesting for him to do that, though. I mean, you don't really hear about too many fighters doing something like that before uh, a, a big event. I mean, you got Nate Diaz. You guys remember when Nate Diaz went up like a spliff on the weigh-in for the uh, baddest uh, title? Oh, yeah, that's true. Man, his mother effort title. Yeah. You guys remember that? Uh, Nate Diaz actually showed up to the weigh-in and, like, slid up a whole ass joint and shit like that. I thought it was... Dude, he was training and lighting up a joint. What are you talking Yeah. Yeah, you can that. So true. That's true. I think it's interesting. Not a lot of fighters will do it, but I thought it was cool. I mean, why not? Um, yeah. It was funny how Nate Diaz is right in the middle of his whole training session. He's just going around the ring. There's a light set up. And just, all right. Yeah, you're right. He's just <laughs> puffing out like a chimney. He's just giving lights up. <laughs> It's definitely interesting. The interesting strategies they're using nowadays, I'll tell you. <laughs> right, exactly. Now, I guess with the whole with the whole fight, it's a, oh, go ahead, go ahead, director. No, so you're saying who's gonna say the no to Mike Tyson? Like you can't fight, you've been smoking. Uh, I'm not gonna even walk into Tyson and say that. I'll be like, go. You need another one here. Take it. Go. Go handle your business, Mike. Yeah. What? Um, y'all, y'all ever see? Y'all ever seen a Deuce big old European gigolo? Yeah. Yeah. What John just reminded me, director RJ just reminded me of uh, of that movie where he calls in, here's Tyson lining up a fatty, and then he goes, that looks a little thin. Let me like, let me let me hold you off the next one, Tyson. Here you go, buddy. <laughs> I remember that. I do. What uh, now? As far as pertaining about the fight itself, all, otherwise besides that fight card with Tyson and uh, Roy Jones Jr. on there. I, would, I guess I heard it was a decent fight card. I didn't get to watch the other fights before them. Um, I know for a fact, that we all know this one for that hit the mainstream, was the Nate Robinson and Jake Paul. That really hit mainstream. Now, I did see that fight because I really was looking forward to Nate Robinson. Uh, sad to say, Nate Robinson was, yes, put to sleep, second round, uh, willing to do so. You guys uh, noticed he just wasn't ready. Uh, he had more offense than defense, of course. He learned more offense than anything. Uh, do you think Robinson has a future in boxing? Who are you starting with? Uh, I'll go with Director RJ on this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Point to me. Actually, you know the funny thing is that uh, you can get knocked down, like Rocky said in the movie, you know? It's not how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times are you going to get back up and you get knocked down. Okay. You can take a punch, man, but how many times you let that punch hurt you? Right. Okay. If Robinson wants to do it, all he has to do is look for a better team to manage him. Look at Roy Jones, you know? Not Roy Jones, a Floyd Mayweather. He has a very good, weak chin, and he knows how to block it perfectly. Right. Look no, at no, he doesn't. People just know how to avoid it. That's the thing. It's a difference. Because every single time people hit it, 
he gets rocked back. Um, and he's been saved by the bill so many times. No. <laughs> I mean, hey, well, it's not even supposed to bring it. Like, clink, oh, oh, crap, clink. Save. If you, don't, if you don't believe me, I could tell you at least three times for sure right now. Manny Pacquiao, Sugar Shane Mosley, Marcos Maidana. No, Seth. <laughs> yeah. Another thing, another thing I was going to say is that the other thing, uh, you look at, like, SGG just mentioned though. Look at Nate Robinson. The way he fell reminds me of Pacquiao's fall, you know? <laughs> Dude, the way Pacquiao fell, though, Pacquiao, you thought he got killed because you saw Marcus hit him in the throat. This man, though, you could just tell the moment he fell, he landed like, um, he actually kind of landed more like Rory Jones when he got knocked out by, 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 uh, by Tarver. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. Two by four, dude. Just like a, oh, yeah. okay, two by four. Here we go. So, yeah, that's that's my opinion. Is that you could always bounce back up, no matter how many times you lose, you could always bounce back up and learn from it. Yeah, true that. True that. Yeah. Now, what's your opinion, SG three, on the fight? A boxer did what he was supposed to do against a non-boxer, and it's all plain and simple. Yeah. True that. So now the now the boxer wants to get cocky and start calling out a bunch of MMA fighters. Hey, I'm glad you brought it up, SGG, because I was. Here, here's my call to you. If you're going to be calling out a bunch of MMA fighters, first you call out a boxer. Go ahead and fight a boxer, actually. Fight someone who's actually been in the ring and knows what they're doing. Actually right. knows their crap. Right. Shoot, you're at 160. Go after Triple G. He's old. Go after Canelo. Shoot, I'll even throw in Cullum Smith in there. Mm-hmm. Knock yourself out and let's have a different conversation. And let's have that conversation when you actually get beat by a boxer instead of meeting somebody who's just fighting for the first time. Yeah. Don't get all high and mighty just because you knock somebody out who has no experience whatsoever. Yeah. That's the one I want to see. I wouldn't even see Bud Crawford actually going on 15 pounds to knock the kid out. Hey, SG3. Hit me. You see how he uh, called out Conor McGregor? Yeah, he ca- he calls out a bunch of MMA fighters. Man. He calls out Conor. He calls out somebody else, and I'm like, dude, what are you? He called. Trying to bring him into a boxing ring. He even called Mayweather. And see, when I first th- when I first thinking about it was, uh, I thought it was him that was calling out Mayweather. If I'm not mistaken, I'm always here thinking that it was Jake Paul calling calling out Mayweather in the first in the first point when we were hearing the Mayweather talk. But in essence, it was actually his brother Logan Paul that was doing the whole oh, yeah. fight with Mayweather. So, in my mind, I'm like, okay, this guy's calling out Mayweather now. Like, dude, you're, you know, even if you do get that fight with McGregor, and I'm pretty sure McGregor's in the boat right now, like, whatever makes money, makes going to make some money. And if he even gets in the ring with McGregor, as much as I know people are going to be like, McGregor's not even a real boxer, I think McGregor would have a better chance of knocking him out than he had when he fought Robinson. So, I think it's, 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 like I told, like I told you guys about that, I'm like, it gives Jake Paul to hit social media, and it gets Jake Paul to get that backing from social media to push out the name of the type of fight that he wants. And he utilized it just how I knew he was going to, and it just kind of made it more of a hype train to kind of figure out what's next for this guy and what's next for the industry. I think even at that, for this particular industry with these type of fights that Tyson's having, um, that Jake Paul's having, it's making it more... Uh, like highlight for us to watch on the Saturday night type of thing like that for them to get more money in the back end. So it's a smart business move, but it does he have a chance in the ring with those guys? I highly doubt it. Highly doubt it. Hold on. Wait, Here, here's my thing though, dude. I don't feel like it's going to make, it's going to make them money, but who knows though? Cause a lot of people, they get a sour taste out of this fight 
Because it was a draw. Very true. Because they labeled it a draw. Yes. I get it. You know what? For the longest time, people, fans have been complaining, saying, you know what, man, you guys are getting people who have never been in a ring to be a fighter. People that, you know, you're getting people who just have a degree, supposedly, right. in, the, in, the, in the sweet science called boxing. Right. But it's like, for this fight, there was three former world champions. Yep. You show that the fact that Donna Stevenson knocked out Chad Donson. You saw how bad that knockout was. Yeah. With the fight of the draw. Right. Where right. the heck did you see a draw at, dude? Right. Ain't right. nowhere in that card, in those punches landed, in those punches thrown, was there a draw. Tyson dominated the fight. I have a feeling what the WBC wanted was to bring these guys who have never done anything, who had probably been knocked out. Excuse me, there was actually also one lady. I apologize. Two guys and one lady. The one guy being Chad Dawson, who got knocked the heck out by Donna Stevenson. Oh, still man, showed. that was great. That was great. <laughs> and Donna Stevenson got knocked, knocked him the heck out. That's why he hasn't been back in boxing ever since then. Yeah. And he put the fight a draw. Where? Yeah. Yeah, where? <laughs> Right. But God's hot son, where is that a draw? Right, right, exactly, exactly. It's like this—that's a worse call than when Adelaide Bird gave Boy Mayweather Canelo a draw. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. True that. True that. I agree with that. That's one of them where if you saw if you saw all access, the trainers looked at the judges and said that wasn't a draw, baby. I don't know what you saw, but thank you. Yeah, I think also overall with the whole fight card, I think I, a, a lot of issues that we had were. I guess concerts. The, the concerts. Yes, the concert, the music. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. One or two songs from Snoop Dogg or whatever hits and stuff like that in the middle waiting for the other fighters to be ready. Okay, that's not bad. But when you start doing the whole concert and playing six or seven songs and going into a whole beat and then talking and da-da-da, you're just dragging out the, the card and it makes everyone tired and disgruntled a little bit to where they want they want more. It's, it's going to become an issue, like you said, uh, when it comes to the money, and it's gonna hurt. I think it's gonna hurt it more than it is gonna be beneficial for them in the long run. So that's just my. I know that was my thing. What about you, Zach Attack? What did you think about the 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 concerts and stuff like I that? I think that the concerts were a nice touch, obviously, but I feel you guys on a little. Um, I mean, it was just a little uh, much. It was a little much. I mean, to to top your performances off so much. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the artists that they brought in were really cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of everybody they had there. I mean, Snoop Dogg uh, got... Honestly, I mean, not, not even everybody either, though. But, I mean, it was a nice idea. But, uh, yeah, a little too too much. You know, there's a point where it goes too much, I guess. But I think the best overall performance, though, was definitely Snoop Dogg's uh, going off. And uh, I think Snoop Dogg's commentating was... Uh, <laughs> I thought his commentating was pretty cool, too, man. Uh, I, think... I saw a lot of comments how they wanted him to join, like, the NBA table and talk crap with them guys but yeah snoop does a good touch to it um yeah overall the concert's were good i guess I mean. yeah i think i think the whole the commentating i think that's one beneficial part of it uh zach tech like you said with snoop dog was him getting more um I don't more askings uh becoming becoming a fight card and all that type of stuff with doing other industries now where would he fit in the industry i think he would fit better off with ufc being on that fight card I think he would be good on Bellatar. He can be the one fighter to go back and forth and go, you know, monitor those guys. And then even even on the, oh, man, a boxing scale, he could do something like that too as well. Continue to be on here, be a main guy there. But going to, like, the sports, like NBA and football and all them, I feel like it would make fun, fun industry, but I don't think they would want the the trash talk so much. You know, yeah. 
I think that were that's gonna hit their money where they're not looking forward to that with him, you know, say accidentally saying these these type of words and all that stuff like that. Like, I think that's where it may run into a a little hole. An issue. Yeah, yeah, a little bump bump in the road. So, other than that, uh, you guys fight card. What what would you guys grade it if I would if I would go around the table and say a grade? Uh, I'll start with you, Zach Attack. What kind of grade you would get the fight card itself? All in total of everything. The whole night. Yeah, the whole night. Perspective. Um, honestly, overall, I'd give it a solid B. Like it was honestly, yeah, B, B plus, like B overall. I mean, I liked it. It was good. Okay, very good. Actually, three. Uh, me personally, dude, I'll probably give this card a. I like to be the devil's advocate as always. So I'm gonna give it like about a C plus, okay. B minus. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, dude. It was the thing for me was. The draw, the draw heard it, and here's why. I want to back it up. Yeah. The draw heard it to me. Um, the fact that they promised us four fights, we only got three. Yeah. No explanation as to what happened to the fourth fight. All the concerts. Really, I was like, man, like when Nate Paul, when Nate, Nate Robinson and Paul, when they were supposed to fight, I get it. You know what? You weren't expecting a fast knockout. Cool. Right, right, right. But when you had not just the Snoop Dogg concert. Every concert that you had go for like almost 15 minutes. It was like, dude, yeah, stab it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's one thing. And then the, the first fight with the two heavyweights, I feel like, hey, that was kind of like a, a legit fight. So I see it. it's cool. Um, but yeah, for me, it'll be like a C plus, B minus at the highest. Okay, tough grade, yeah. SG, uh, SG3, uh, director RJ, what's your greatest bad me? boy? Yes, for you. Everything just goes. Um, I want to go probably B minus. B minus. Weird. Okay. Any any uh any other comment besides B minus or what's going on there? What's what's the detail, man? What's 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 going on? Talk to us. Talk to us, man. Of the league itself, you know, it's called Legends League. Yeah. So to me, why I call it a B minus? If you could have had like B less. B-lister boxers like in the past who didn't make it big in the time you know you could have had them in the league fighting each other just to like have a name for themselves okay and then had Tyson and Brock in the time like you could have had old legends that weren't big at all but still like give them a chance to prove that they could be something yeah that's true based on legends fair enough I, I, I see yeah. you coming from with that here's, here's yeah. the only problem though Tyson and Roy agreed that no matter what they made was going to go to charity. Yeah. So now my thing is, does every well everyone that goes under that does not let's put it they have also more exhibition as you said with B listers. Um, the way I feel this card should have gone, and this is just again me just tossing in my two cents is you should have had up and coming guys. So guys you really don't see on TV that much, or guys who you we don't really hear about. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you have Dizin or you have cable TV, these are guys where you could just have them like do one fight. But it's like, all right, cool. You are starting to get your name out there. You're starting to show, hey, you know, these guys are interesting to us. Um, this actually would have been a good night for like, and let's put it for example, a a Ryan Garcia, a um, anybody that's trying to come up in the 160 pounds, anyone that's trying to come up in the middleweight division those kind of fight those kind of guys 
especially the straw weights and the bantam weights, those guys need to come up because they don't really get a lot of recognition in there. Right. Yeah. So let those kind of guys fight, you know, line up the prelims with those, and then, you know, your three good fights, whatever, then you have those fights. But that's the way I would have seen this card is to add more of those kind of fights, kind of to fill in the concerts. Have those kind of fights because at this point you can say, okay, well, cool. Let's put it, for example, 20 years ago, Manny Pacquiao would have fought in a fight like this. You know what? I know the little Philippine dude. He has a uh, straight left that's the, the death of a thousand left hands he can give you because he's super fast. Yeah. It gives you that build up for them. Right. Um, and then to go off of what you just said, director, Lisper, Uncle RJ, um, <laughs> you never have. It's like, cool, so Roy Jones and Mike Tyson, they both agreed to do charity. But some of those B-fighters, it's like, are they going to fight, though, for a bigger contract down the road? Or are they just going to fight for charity because it's like, look, dude, I don't have anything left in the tank. I'm done. And there's a lot of boxers who literally just say, you know what, dude, I had my last fight. I'm walking away. I miss it, but I promised my family I wouldn't do it. Right. Yeah. So I guess there, Joe Calzaghe. I guess I guess really we look at it as the name itself that kind of gives it gives it away. Like should we should we have it changed to instead of Legends League and change it to a different set of league? Like you know, just a different name to it. I'm sure they can find come up with a nice catchier name than Legends League to get some name recognition. Um, because I think uh, John uh, Director RJ, you do have a point when it comes to. The name being Legends and then Fat having these type of somewhat celebrity type of fights on there when they weren't in perspective of the actual industry, have not fought before. So, you know, that makes sense. So I guess you could say is it should, in my in my opinion, I'll kind of back you up with that one and say, let's change the name up. Let's give it a different name if it's going to keep going forward with this um, fight league and just change it up. I mean, you can still headline the Legends. But even at that, say headli- headlining legends. But other than that, the whole Legends League itself, I think it's better off you're changing the name a little bit. So, I'll we'll go with Not that. Bad. So, yeah. Let's go on. Moving on along. Moving along. We got the Jake, Jake Paul and stuff. We're going to go with NFL talk real fast, of course, you guys. And I know SG3 is waiting to tell us, I told you so. You son of a... Yeah, I know, I know. And we were, and this the crazy thing is, we were messaging each other throughout the whole game. And I'm very shocked that you were watching it from start to finish, knowing, oh, I'm not going to watch it until the second half. I'll probably make a third. Probably. Actually, to correct you, I only watched it until five minutes left in the third quarter. Ah, oh, still. That's <laughs> it, still. still. You didn't watch it from the beginning of SG3? No, he watched it from the beginning. He didn't watch the ending oh. of it. So, he's oh. over here. I'm like, no, I mean, my dad called me and my dad was like, hey, do you want to watch the touchdown? All right, cool, screw it. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I um, <laughs> This, this, by the way, firstly, told you so. Secondly, <laughs> you played to my expectations. I knew this was going to play horribly. Um, thirdly, maybe, may, hey, you know what, Anthony? This is for you, Tony the Kid. Maybe he gets W against the Detroit Lions this week. Hey, let's look at the positives, guys. Yeah, thank you. See, look at positive. You're welcome. Yes. You know, he he beats a team he's supposed to beat. Hey. That's right. (laughs) That's true. Uh, 
You know what? I, I'm since since Mitchell Trubisky is your guy because you know Patrick Mahomes is my guy. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Why don't Why don't you give me a rate on his on his performance for Sunday night? What? My rating? I mean, I give him a I give him a D, a D minus. I give him a D minus for okay. sure. And I'm I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say in perspective of D minus because one man, you had he sucks. One man, like you, I, he like sucks. you just. The the interceptions. Okay, I got I got to put it out there. The interceptions that you did. Like, the crazy thing was that you got a you were on a flow. You were passing it from left to right to the middle. But then as soon as you want to go deep with the damn ball, you you lose it, man. You just give it to them. Like you knew damn well where your where your receiver was gonna be at. And okay, you like to overthrow quite a bit. And this was the one times where you should be overthrowing up. And you should not underthrow. You underthrew each of those interception passes, and it went straight to the guys. There was no, it was no like argument where okay that you know a receiver had that chance of getting it and stuff like that compared to, uh, like what was it the other game before where somebody took it from Robinson and Robinson juggled the ball and he didn't catch it and then once the guy took right. the ball and set from him. So there was no opportunist like that where we can argue about it. This was straight throwing the ball in triple coverage and giving it to the other team. So that's where you get That's where that's where you get it at. That's right, you're right. That's Nick you know, Foles Mahomes don't do that because his receivers get open very well. So that's that's you know, that's beneficial to the receivers. Good job, good job receivers on Kansas City team. Good job receivers. You're helping your quarterback Foles, out Foles look had good. Foles had the same, had the same staff as Trubisky. And, and they, they both suck. And they both suck. That's why Foles is out. I got a broken hip. Only oh, him. I can't, I can't take, I mean, I can't at, take at this a point, tackle. Though, this is just me, though. This is just me. And they probably both. I'm wrong. But no. how is it possible the fact that you keep making fun of a guy who has a higher quarterback rating than the quarterback that you want to be the quarterback? Because he still sucks. Regardless of whatever high rating, you still at the same. You're still at the same level as Mitchell Trubisky. You still suck. That's the level you're at right now. You got like oh, okay. oh you're 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 like a music video uh, in the music vid. No, back in the day, music uh, like a song. You're a one hit wonder. You got your Super Bowl ring. You ain't going back. You will never be back there again. You'll never be that guy no more. Good luck in your life. That's where you're going to be at. So, and you just turn out to be the same level as Jake Bortles on Jags. Got benched. Got benched by, to get Minshew on there. Oh, Minshew. That was a good quarterback. Uh, then you got benched again because hey, of Trubisky. So, that, and that's on the same level as Trubisky. So, you got the three guys on that level. So, that's okay. That's good. Uh... But yeah, Mitchell was taking the Jacksonville Jaguars on the winning streak. But okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. I doubt that. I doubt that. Uh, <laughs> so, other than that, what are, what other games were we looking at for the football? Can we talk about that Wednesday game. Wednesday game with the Steelers and Ravens. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know you guys were. Back. Yeah, you guys were uh, looking for the Ravens just because he had R- RG three. Am I not mistaken? He was playing. How do you play well? How do you play? Yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, he's. Uh, he's Lamar's uh, backup. Yeah, Zach Attack. What, what'd you see out of that fight? What's up? What'd you see out of that match? Oh, uh, I thought. Um, I mean, I thought RG three sucked. 
Good though. I mean, who won again exactly? The Steelers won again. Did they have done the yes, they're still, by seven points. Yeah, they're still undefeated. That's what I thought. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, do I think that even with Lamar Jackson in, they would have won again? No, because uh, the Steelers have already beat Lamar Jackson. Okay. So I thought it was good. I mean, I thought it was impressive. Did I think RG3 live up to Lamar Jackson's uh, statuses? No, of course not. I mean, it's Lamar Jackson. He's pretty fucking good. Well, hold on. To, to kind of go based on what you just said, though, is Lamar Jackson even living up to his own standards this season? Ah, okay. That's a better question, yeah. <laughs> um, or, or is he just like what I kind of always say to everybody that's a rookie? Let me see your sophomore year. We could have a different conversation then. Right. I, I mean, Because there's I, definitely only one guy for sure who has never had a sophomore slump, aside from Patrick Mahomes. Who would that be? Cam Newton. Oh, Oh, yeah. Okay. No, well, I don't know. Did, I'm pretty sure he did, no? Well, you know, yeah. You, no, you, 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 you look, yeah. If you look at Newton's numbers before the injury, yeah. almost all the time he had the same thing. Okay. Rushing yards, yeah, he went down because he stopped running. Yeah. You know, but throwing-wise, he was there. Very yeah, good. he was. He was performing. But uh, winning-wise, no. Just like this season, though, with Cam. I don't, I'm not impressed with him at all. Yeah. So. Okay. That alone just... <laughs> um. Here, here was my take on it. Yeah. I feel that the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't take him serious either, and that's why it was such a close game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. Because even Ben Roethlisberger said, this is the worst football I've ever played. Okay. Ben Roethlisberger, who has been in the league for God knows how long now, but for him to sit there and say, this is the worst game that I have played, goes to show you how much they underestimated the Baltimore Ravens this game. And yeah. unfortunately... I have a feeling that if they continue to underestimate opponents, down the road they're going to lose that one. And that one could be in the playoffs. They can probably not even make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, they do better. Yeah, they do better get it together. Okay. I see what you're talking about. Don't forget, as much as Tony the Kid hates me to say it, but you still have to play Kansas City. Kansas City's only missing one guy from their whole squad from last season. They're only missing literally (laughs) one guy. That's true. 12 sucks. Good luck on that. No, Charles Sox is playing. Is he still? The only guy they're missing on the COVID nineteen, the only guy missing on the COVID nineteen list is a running back, Damian Williams. Oh wow! Yeah, like he makes Everybody it. Else came like back. he makes a difference on the team for him to be missing. Okay, that's why I said. Yeah. yeah, very true. Okay. So I mean, I, I get your perspective on that. I think that's one thing about NF football teams is where. You know, if you look back in the line when the teams go undefeated streaks and stuff like that, they look to that one one game where they expect to win. Let, let's say, for instance, let's put it in perspective, uh, 80, 85 Bears. When That defense, of course, we can all say in history is by far the best defense. But going to Miami and losing at Miami that season, they were expected to win that game in 85. They're expected to win that game. That. Dan Marino was going to get sacked just because he couldn't move around the pocket and he was going to get sacked at least well, 20 times, supposedly. And yet, all they did was is beat him. So, it's the unexpected is where NFL teams who are undefeated need to be expecting. Expect the unexpected. Don't play these quarterbacks yes. and think that they cannot win in the league. Where, in, in essence, RG3, who he's an established quarterback nonetheless. You know, yes, he's had his yeah. issues injury-wise. But he's been a, he's established quarterback. I he's a smart smart quarterback. I think if he would have had a different uh, starting perspective uh, within the first couple years in the football team, I think this guy could have made it 
way more bigger. He that thing he could have been a, a like a top ten quarterback now in the league if he had that issue in uh, Washington those first two seasons. So that's something that Steelers need to be looking out for. Uh, I think that if they want to stay undefeated, to definitely use this as a learning curve and know that this cannot happen again. So, well, I go with that. Here's my thing with you though. He didn't. RG three didn't finish the game. Oh really? He didn't, right? RG three did not finish that game. He got wow. pulled. He got pulled out because he had a hamstring injury in the third quarter, and then the fourth quarter, the the rookie quarterback, the oh. guy they just actually picked up, uh, McSauce guy. I forgot his last name. McSauce. Completely yeah. random. Sorry about that. McSauce. Um, but Good yeah, job. he's the one that actually threw that third touchdown that the Baltimore Ravens needed. Okay. But I have a feeling that to go based off what you said, you know what? Let's not go back to 85 because, you know, again, with us being Bears fans, everyone's like, oh, you know, the only people focus on the 85 beers. Right, go uh, that's me. I'm yeah, not going to go, go back as far as the 85. Go ahead. I'm not going to go as back as far back as 85 beers. I'm actually going to go more recent. The 2007-2008 New England Patriots. Okay. The one game where they really got exposed on was against the New York Giants when they barely beat them. When they, I'm talking they beat them by the skin of their teeth when they went 16-0 that season and lost the gotcha. Super Bowl. Yeah. Exactly. So it just goes to play that you got to be careful. You got you to gotta pay attention. Even if it's a, a, on the you team on the schedule, <laughs> you know, that you think you're going to win, expect it to win. So, yes, like Zach Tech said, you got to stay woke. You'll be woke about it, man. So <laughs> just, like, just like Tony the Kid has to on his, on his NFL quarterbacks. Well, it's okay. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other football games we're looking forward to that's coming up? I mean, we can expect the W from Richard Trubisky this upcoming weekend. Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. He probably gets Actually, it. wait. You know what? Guys, I normally don't do this. And this is, again, this is completely wrong for me. And I'm probably going to offend a couple people. I'm very sorry about this. But any more coaching firings that we could expect before the end of the season? Ooh. Bears coach. No. <laughs> no, I think Nagy. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know, I, I think... <laughs> If if anything, him he's on a. I don't even think he's on the hot seat. I don't think it's Nagy. Yes, he no. is. He's not. I don't think so. No, I don't think yes, so. I think no, I think you guys are out of your mind to think that. No, nope. no, because they had a good starting to the season and they're not having a horrible ending. I think you know what I'm saying. So what? They're five and six. What do you mean if they're not having a bad? Well, that's typical Bears, though. That, I think it's typical. Bears. It's all. It's the typical Bears. Let's. If anything, what I what I expect going forward, and if the, it goes to the end of the season, the, let's say for instance, we get maybe two or three more wins in the next in the next run, okay, two or three more wins, um, and if let's say we by the skin of our teeth we make it to the playoffs just because we're so called in the hunt, and we're in the hunt by that perspective, depending on how we play we're next, not. whoever makes next week, we'll kind of see from there, um. But for next season, for sure, Pace is gone. He's on the hot seat. He's out. He's done. That guy, he, the GM, he's getting fired for sure. I think if if anything, what they're going to probably want to do is keep Nagy for one more season with the new GM, see how the new GM play, like works with him. If all goes horribly wrong next season, then, yes, Nagy's out, if anything, by the fifth game. Put it that way. He's done. But for sure, you definitely got to change the cor- the defensive coordinator. You got to get the him out of there. I'm sorry, you got to get him out of there. He's not putting, he's not doing anything with our defense like he should. Our players are doing what they can, but the the scheme, the 
the plays that are being made by the defense, I'm sorry, they're, they're totally wrong. They got to they got to head a new new standard. They got to get some depth in the defensive line. They definitely got to get some damn depth in the line, the offensive line. You got to invest there. And if you can't get a high draft pick in the quarterback next season, then you definitely got to get a couple quarterbacks off free agency to see who's out there. At least two two B players. Can we can we can we, can we talk about Adam Gase? And how he still has a job. Yeah, how does that happen? How does that happen? Can we talk about how this man last season skipped Thanksgiving dinner to prepare for the 0-1-11 Cincinnati Bengals? <laughs> and he lost. <laughs> <laughs> and your only product up to date that you have had of significance in the NFL is Jay Cutler. Oh, man. Wow. I don't know. Horrible. I don't know. Good question. I don't know. We'll let the fans think about that one, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Can we try to pull, like, at least, you know, for something? Yeah, <laughs> How on no? Who was running the Jets organization? The fact that this man still got a job. Yeah, that's true. You lost to an 0 and 11 yep. team. Yeah. Listen, man, I feel that Adam Gase can be maybe a offensive coordinator, a special teams coordinator. But I feel, though, that there's people out there who, when they have to focus on every piece of the puzzle, it doesn't work. Yeah. is one of them. Matt Patricia's another one of them. Yes. Adam Gates is definitely a prime example. (laughs) It doesn't work. Yes. But I'm just saying, oh, man, how does this man have a job still? Lord have mercy. He must be a really nice guy. (laughs) He must be a really nice guy. For him to do something to be lasting that long. So, I don't know. I agree with you on that one. Now, uh, moving on from NFL, NBA. West, Russell Westbrook and John Wall got swapped. Yeah, you see that. So, you know, Russell goes to Washington. John Wall goes to Houston. Houston. Now, if I'm not mistaken, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this one. The, is is uh, What's-his-face still staying there then? Am I... Am I yeah, yeah so that's, the, uh, that's the other related news is that uh, James Harden, I guess, is not leaving Houston. Okay, so now and they swapped out with John Wall. Play... Yeah, he wants to play with John Wall, I guess. That's what I've that's what I've gotten to understand so far. Okay. So, hmm. so what's up, SGT? Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm like, you got something to say? What's up? It's a horrible decision. You think so? Who's your head coach? Yeah, exactly. Washington or, or Houston? Both. No. True, true. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, true. Because here's the thing, dude. With Russell Westbrook, you need to know how to keep him in check. Go ahead, dude. Do your showboating. Go crazy. Hype up the fans. Go, go on. Do, do you. Yeah. Dude. But you can't carry the team on the back. Nope. No. Neither if, can John Wall if John Wall couldn't carry Washington Wizards, I highly doubt that Russell Westbrook can. Now, how do you guys think that Westbrook and uh, Bradley Beal, he'll be playing with Bradley Beal now, which is a very good player. How do you guys Isn't Bradley Beal in the They're going to argue. I think Bradley no, Beal. No, 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 excuse me, that's. No, yeah. Stayed, didn't he? yeah, Bradley Beal stayed. He and even like they were asking how he's gonna, how he feels about Bradley. it. Wrong Bradley. Wrong Bradley. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. No. So how do you think that Bradley Beal and because uh, Bradley Beal I think has been the face of the team since John Wall has been injured, 
and this will be when he comes. He's coming off of injury to to play with Houston. Yeah, I think. Um, and he's been, you know, and Bradley Beal's been holding on the Washington team. So, how do you think that uh, for the fans listening, you know, this is a light skin question, but they're both light skins. Yes, man, he said they're both light skins. How do you think that they're compatible, though? I mean, how do you think they're gonna play together? Because I think that they're both like uh, sharp. Uh, Minded attitude. They both have a good knowledge, and I think they both think that they're good, uh, you know, leaders. So look, this is my this is my take on Russell Westbrook as a player and mm-hmm. as a as a franchise. And this is the same thing that goes with uh, James Harden. Neither one player can carry a team to a victory. I'm sorry, James Harden. You can give me all the stats you can in the regular season, but prove, but time and time again, you have proven to us in the playoffs. You die down. You don't do anything. You choke. Exactly what I was just talking about. You choke. You don't go nowhere. And this has been the this has been your bread and butter since you were OKC and when you were playing with the big three there. When they right. counted on you to shoot them threes in order for them to advance, you kept missing. You failed. Yeah. You looked like you were in shock. And you were you were in shock and you were gone. Bro, James, it, bro, the big three was James Harden back in the day. James Harden. Uh, oh, I thought I friend. thought he was talking about the days when he had when he had a, a washed up mellow and. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. So I think it's it's it goes to show it goes to show that you just cannot go from there. Now, when it comes to. I'm sorry. You're not going nowhere. You cannot. If, and by luck, and, and this is what's crazy about it, by luck, if you were to ever win a championship, you would have to be on a team with LeBron. That's all I'm saying. Okay? That's the only way you're making it because what you need, James Harden, is a leader who can lead you to the promised land, not somebody who can be your backup. You need you need to be somebody's backup on that one. Now, it's the same thing I got to say about Russell Westbrook. You're not a great leader. The type of schemes that you need in order to advance, you need players like Steven Adams. You need players like, you need shooters like who, who we can give out there shooting-wise. Who's a great shooter? Just to shoot, just to uh, catch a shoot. I don't know. Steph Curry, shoot. Yeah. Steph Thompson, Curry, okay. Uh, yeah, there you go. Steph Curry. You can give him the ball. Clay catch shoot. Clay Thompson. Yeah. So if you were back, if you're on that team, let's say Golden State, if they're somewhat healthy again, back to normal, yeah. I think Russell Westbrook, that's the team that you need to be on because for you as a player, you need to catch your shooters and you need those big men like Steven Adams to just do the dirty work for you in the paint um, And because otherwise you cannot go anywhere else either. And for you, for him being with Bradley Beal, there's going to be arguments. They're not going to have a cohesive, you know, one-two man combo at all whatsoever. So that's not going to, that's not going to happen. I'm sorry. That's going to be a horrible business move. Here's my thing, and this is why I said E from the beginning. Yeah. Russell Westbrook doesn't know how to be the second guy to any organization. Yeah. Yeah, he has too much confidence in his own self, right? It's not confidence, dude. It's you have too much ego. Yeah. It's not confidence, dude. It's ego. It's I'm Russell Westbrook. Right. I can lead a team. I can do this. I can do that. Cool, homie. You haven't made it past the second round in the in, in the NBA <laughs> since you lost since you lost young Kevin. You haven't gone past the second round. Right. Man, the last big, round you ever had was this past one. That's because James Harden carried you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So it's it just goes to show you ain't going nowhere, man. You're not. I'm sorry. You can't go nowhere. Can't go nowhere. This is a bad I mean, business move. Keep going forward. I, I feel that if Russell Westbrook could go somewhere, but he can take that second spot. 
and he could humble himself and say, you know what, dude? Cool. This is your team. This team revolves around you, and this so, is what what I have to do now is basically play your backup. Let you keep that spotlight. All right, cool, dude. I'll do what I have to do, and I'll, I'll sing my shots. I'll I'll do my passes. I'll hype up the crowd the way that I know how to. Right. But I'll just come in. I'll just let you do you. Yeah. Agreed. Oh boy. So I, I guess that's that's what we're going on with that. Anything else with the uh, NBA SG three? Besides that, besides that move that was recently made, so far we know that AD has not signed yet with uh, with the Lakers. That's true. I know they were talking about they were talking about the money. They're talking about the actual deal, but they didn't make no uh, actual final final word on him signing the contract. Break the bank. <laughs> oh, really? Plain he wants simple. He wants simple. He's not coming back cheap. Mm-mm. Wow. Man, what are we talking about? What are we talking about now? Davis. AD coming back. Davis uh, coming back to the Lakers. Coming back to the Lakers. Yeah. 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 Our LeBron signed a two-year contract. He signed a three-year contract yeah. extension or two-year? Two, five two. No, that was five years. Uh, two, hold on, let's see. Well, in total, I think he still had some. I think he still had a contract somewhat left. I no. think he got robbed, though, because I think it was five years, but I think it was for only 100 mil or something like that. Okay. Got you. So, yeah, I mean, uh, other than that, no big no. New, big other moves? Yeah, no, dude, two-year, 85 million, yeah. Oh, it is two years? Okay. okay. Yeah, I was right. I was like, no, nah, man, y'all, sure, I know how to read. <laughs> My bad, no, I got, I, literally, I have, like, so many different sources sometimes, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I did two-year, 85 mil. Okay. Listen, this is my thing. I feel that the main reason why they brought in Marcus All was as a backup in, t- in case they can't sign AD. Got you. Yeah. Okay. That was interesting. It, it wasn't to build the, the super team with the Twin Towers. No, it's, you know what? Trying to show AD we can still have money. Right. I mean, yeah. They, got, they, still got, they still got mid-season, mid-season trades, too, worst case scenario. So, yeah. yeah, I see. I see. But isn't AD signed on with the with the LeBron's, you know, team, if I'm not mistaken? Like, business team? Did he? You're saying? Did he sign on? With yeah. When, didn't he sign on for his business team a little while back before he signed on with the, before he got traded to the Lakers? I'm not 100 percent on that. Because I'm I, pr- I, I'm pretty sure that's is the same team now. He's working with that team as far okay. as uh, m- manager wise. So if they can get him that, I'm pretty sure they can hopefully get it. But I see your point, SG3, where Marcus All was more of an insurance plan. So. And it's a yeah, smart insurance plan. Yeah. It's a very smart insurance plan, I would say for sure. Especially with the type of game that LeBron makes, um, that he plays. That's actually a good insurance plan. I, I hate to say this, but I think that if AD doesn't sign back, Lakers may not make it to the finals. Oh, they're not going to make it to the finals. If AD doesn't come back, LeBron ain't going nowhere. Sorry. Nope. Zach Attack. Yes. No. He ain't. No. No, he is not. What? Let's put, let's put in another perspective for you. Did LeBron go to the playoffs without AD the first season he went with the Lakers? He got injured. You know what though? He got. I'll put it like this: He got injured. He got injured. He, he got injured. But right. at this point, though, yeah, he got injured. Let's, let's look. Let's look. Let's look past that excuse. Let's look past the. Let's let's pass at the I got injured excuse. Right. Don't forget, dude. New Orleans is stacked up like no tomorrow, dude. Uh, they are oddly. I'm glad you brought it up. Oddly, they really are. That's random. But they are. They're stacked. They got a couple rookies. Now they got Zion in his prime. They got Ball. They got uh, yo, gay ass. But yeah, they got uh, they got they got a team. Adams. Yeah. They have two twin towers, and one of them can make a three. Yeah, Adam signed. Adam signed over there. Yep. 
Yeah. Adam signed over there. Ball. You have it. Don't forget, dude, Atlanta's doing some moves as well. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, dude, it'd be kind of funny, though. I hate to say it, and I hate to break your little heart attack attack, but it'd be kind of funny if AD actually goes down to Brooklyn. No. Oh, wow. I thought, I'm glad you brought a Brooklyn, too, because I thought, uh, I, I seen some stuff, you guys seen some sources saying that uh, James Harden thought about going to Brooklyn. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That would have been interesting. But I don't know if KD. I don't know if KD wanted him. I I think, I think you're KD, right though, because he's already played with them. He probably wants to play with Kyrie. But I don't know. No, I I don't think it's that one. I think it's like, hey, instead of giving the little short guy, let's try getting the big guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So that's I guess that's I what we're looking today. forward to. Uh, now, is it any official word on them actually uh, beginning to play this season? Right. I mean, within yeah, the same yeah. month. They have games already for Christmas lined up. Bro, Line up, okay. The, the, the schedule, actually, uh, check it out. Fun fact, uh, fans listening, if you want to go check out the Reject Rundown Twitter, yeah. I posted the schedule already. It's the preseason schedule and the schedule. It's all set up. They they listed everything already. And like uh, SG3 is saying that they already have Christmas games going, and they, they got the whole preseason and season set up already. So it definitely starts December. I'm not exactly on the date again. I got to check. But I know it's 16th. I yeah, it's like a week or two. I know, I know for sure. It's not, it's not a long preseason. It's like a yeah, very minuscule one. Wow. Um, okay, so that AD signing needs to be. That's going to be coming out. I guess needs to come out very soon then, in order for them to be somewhat in the talk going forward. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, other than that, sports news. I don't think we got anything else at the moment right now. Uh, I think we're good. Well. Actually, let's talk about. Uh, I know Director RJ is kind of waiting for this. Uh, well, first and foremost, before I move on to that special event that just happened a couple of days ago, uh, if you guys have not known, HBO Max said they're going to get all the 2021 release dates of every single movie on Warner Brothers um, through their mainstream. So, yes, it's going to hit theaters, but it's also hitting HBO Max. I wanted to, I kind of want to share that right now because I'm excited for that 2021. We're going to get to see on HBO Max, we're going to see Matrix 4, we're going to see Kong versus Godzilla, we're going to see uh, freaking Mortal Kombat, that's another one that's hyped up for sure, Mortal Kombat's coming to 2021 on HBO Max, I'm excited for that, I guess the most anticipated movie, Dune, uh, one of the most anticipated, not mine, I'm Mortal Kombat's more mildly anticipated for sure. Um, Alright, hold on, wait a minute guys, 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 breaking news, breaking news, breaking news here. Go ahead. What's up? Um... Anthony Davis to sign five-year, $190 million contract with the Lakers two days ago reported. Wow. That's what I'm saying. I thought it was five years. I thought he signed a five-year one. So, AD. Oh, you were talking about LeBron James. Yeah. No, I was talking about AD. Oh, okay. Because we were talking about LeBron James, and you said Oh, you my said bad, that. my bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, that'd be good. That'd be good. Hey. Yes. That'd be excited. So, I guess that's going forward. Breaking news. Thank you. Uh, but like I said, 2021, like, uh, what else movie? We know for a fact Justice League, Snyder Cut's coming out uh, 2021, you guys, on HBO Max. So you guys look out for that for sure. Uh, what other movie was coming out? I think, um, which one? Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. There you go. That's the other one I was thinking about. Suicide Squad's coming out 2021 on HBO Max. That's good. So, you guys, whichever movie you guys have in line in 2021 with any of those slates, look out for those. I know I'm excited for that. I am definitely excited since I got HBO Max. I'm going to keep that for sure. Um, Now, moving on to the last subject of the episode. Just a couple days ago, you guys, we got Sting. Yes. The legend, the icon Sting to appear on AEW. 
So, uh, Director RJ, I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna give you the floor on this one since we were talking about NBA a lot in NFL. So you go ahead and have this floor. Express your feelings. Share your thoughts because you know I'm excited to see my staying back alive. Uh, go ahead. Floor is yours. I have something to add after we after you're done. By the way. Okay. Okay. So, to me, I actually like that, the fact that Sting has joined EW, and the reason why is because I believe he's gonna get the respect that he deserved when he went to WWE. Okay. Another thing is that if Sting does decide to do one match, I think it might be against Matt Hardy in that theatrical type. Uh, Match that broken Matt Hardy does, which is uh, I think it's a Matt Hardy compound. Uh huh. So imagine all the different versions of Steam coming out in that match. Okay, I see that. Anything else, Director RJ? Can't see you, man. No, that's all I can think of right now. What the? If he comes back, he's going to come back for uh, as a manager, you know? That's what I think he's going to be. He's going to be like a mentor to one of the wrestlers. Darby okay. Allen, if it was to, was to be anything, because Darby Allen kind of does a face paint, almost a sting. Got you. And I guess it's better. It's fitting because, if we're not mistaken, AEW and Impact have a deal with each other where they're going to be crossing crossing each other's paths quite often on uh, mainstream. So it gets like they're gonna do like a uh, like a crossover, like yeah, a exactly oh. like a crossover. So it's like gonna be SmackDown versus Raw. Like remember when they used to do that type exactly. Of thing? So now oh. it's gonna be something like Impact and AEW. So I guess it's a smart business move on their end to go at it with each other. But um, you know, I think that's one thing we're gonna look forward to uh, down the road. I think for sure. Oh. Oh, but hold on. So with AEW, they're actually doing something that WWE has never done, mm-hmm. and they're actually expanding the game. So they're not just going only with AEW. Excuse me, not with only with Impact. They're also going. They're also trying to get something done with New Japan. Yes, yes, that was another thing. I was yeah, I was actually glad you said that. Yes, that's another thing that's gonna be exciting because New Japan. I mean, let's be honest. That's where most of the wrestlers go when nothing works out over here in USA. They go to New Japan. They go there. We got Shinsuke Nakamura. We got AJ Styles. We got. You know, back in the day, like Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho. You got all those. Like even Hogan. even Hogan, like you got the the wonders, the legends to go there. So it's finally giving them a respect, a respect they deserve on the name nameplate status on wrestling industry, and that's actually fantastic. So go ahead, SG3. Did you have something to say afterwards? So there's a couple of things. With what the AEW is doing, where they're cross branding, but not you know claiming the company, they're cross branding the company to give it more of an oom, more of of life to other like small companies. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's great. Smart I business. It. It's it is a, it's a great it's a great it's it's, it's what's best for business. Yep. WWE. Yep. Um at this point the one thing that I also see though is and I'm sorry I'm gonna take this to me it's only the kid. But with WW WCW coming back, I kinda can't wait to see how they start running with it going forward. Uh but I just have one little rant to go on. For the longest time Everyone always always rags on WWE fans when we get excited for a legend to come back. Mm-hmm. When we get excited for when Goldberg came back, when Sting came back, when yeah. Taker comes back. It's like, oh, those guys are old. Oh, those guys are this and that. I hate to say, but the same guys who rag on WWE fans are also the same guys who are jumping up and down and going crazy the moment Sting came up on Dynamite this past Wednesday. Yeah. I'm excited, personally. Yeah, I would agree I on mean, that. 
I think it takes a real wrestling fan to understand, dude. We get it. They're not in their twenties. They're not in the thirties. Not heck. They're not even in their forties anymore. Some of these <laughs> right. guys are in the sixties. Exactly. And, and and you know in the fifties, sixties. But it's like, it's them. Yep. It's something that they have done. That's what brings us that excitement. That True. fact that it's like, dude. Yep. They did something huge and and they made it. You know, it's not like one of those. Oh, you know, like we're going to see. You know dust coming out of their chest because they're so old no (laughs) true heck if you think i hate to say it but if you think about it to me one of the best underdogs for the greatest of all time gold dust yeah yes yes gold Gold is still rocking it with the young cats that most people can't even do it nowadays it's the type of matches he's holding up that's what's giving him i guess the benefit of the doubt like the matches that he holds up with these guys are great great yeah. Look, look at the match he had against his brother. Five star match. Know, he mentioned, he mentioned his, like, he's the one guy. Yes. Exactly. Dude, if you think about it, though, when he left WWE to go to AEW as Dustin Reynolds, even he himself said, Vince better watch your ass, dude, because this company, they're doing something that you haven't done in a long time. Yeah. Exactly. And they're going to do things that you don't even expect and you don't even know how to compete against. Right. And it shows. Yeah. Definitely shows. I would agree. Definitely so, would agree, guys. Ran over for that one. Yeah. And just with that one moment alone for Bret Hart, you know, when he showed up in AEW. Yeah. Just because of the belt. Yeah. yeah. Sure. That is very true. Well, all right, guys. I guess that concludes our so, recheck rundown. Go ahead. Mention the fact that Pat Patterson passed away this week. Yes. Oh, yes, R. definitely. R. Forgot about that. Rest in peace, Pat Patterson. In my attitude era of knowing this type of wrestler and knowing this guy, I can say he will be missed. The skits that he had with Stone Cold, Vince McMahon, The Rock, all of them being one of the three stooges back in the days in the attitude era, by far what made TV great. And he was, at that time, even at his age, a reason why Rock Raw ended up winning the Monday Night Raw Monday Night Wars with WCW. He was actually in part of that. He had some type of uh, story to tell about that, and that was one thing about him that uh, he would be missed for sure as the inter- best Intercontinental Champion, I think, thus far. So, uh, I guess, he- I guess for the reject run now, that concludes our episode. Uh, Director yeah. RJ, any final thoughts? Well, just want to say thank you all, everybody who's been listening to us. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Pat Patterson, for bringing us such great matches and great wrestlers like The Rock. You brought him into the company. You brought the Royal Rumble for us. Yep. So thank you for the memories, and that's pretty much it. Go ahead, everybody. Close it yep. up. Zach Attack, final thoughts? Um, Yeah, good show, guys. Um, I mean, final thoughts, I guess, would be, uh, you know, RIP, Pat. Um, we'll have a good, uh, interesting NBA season. Yes. And uh, good sports talk, guys. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, RIP uh, Nate Robinson, too, because his career kind of just went down, so... <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Thank that's you guys true. for listening, man. I love you guys. Love you too. See ya, man. All right, SG three and final thoughts on you. All right. Well, rest in peace, to Pat Patterson. Thank you for all that you did. Thank you for uh, the way that you changed the game. We really appreciate it. With the Royal Rumble, with that, with that being your baby, it yeah. really just completely grew. And yet, it's been one of the best things. And everything I look forward to going into every single January. Cannot wait for this year's. Um, to this is going to be a great NBA season. Yep. Once again, Tony the Kid, I told you so. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Aaron Rodgers, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, me, Tony, the kid, thank y'all for joining. Appreciate you guys again for coming up on the Reject Rundown. Uh, totally, totally look out for that. Y'all be good. Oh, that's the dog saying goodbye. <laughs> Signing off. Signing off, you guys. Y'all take it easy. Be safe. Be good. All right, guys. We got to get here. All right, man.